everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch the podcast. As always, it is your host Kelly. I'm actually thinking of switching up the name of this podcast and I want to tell you why. I want to start getting people from other shows to come on and kind of talk about their experience on reality TV or their experience on a show if they're an actor and they're not on reality TV or if they're a singer and they want to promote new music. I just want to like open up the Biatch brand a little bit. I'm not going to change the Instagram handle. I think Laguna Biatch will always be Laguna Biatch. But I've been thinking about changing this to simply the Biatch podcast, a recap and pop culture conversation. Something like that, just because I do feel like I've reached out to certain people on different shows and they're like, well, I don't watch Laguna Beach or The Hills. Or I wasn't on Laguna Beach or The Hills. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But then I kind of explain it and they don't really get it. So I understand this is still going to be Laguna in the Hills to the core, right? Like that is going to be our main basis always. But I talked about this a little bit on the Facebook page. And when I am done with The Hills, which we still have a lot to go. Like I'm not ending The Hills early. We're still going to go through every episode. And there's what, five seasons, five and a half seasons. I want to talk about The O.C. And I feel like if it's still the Laguna Biatch podcast, people will be like, oh, well, what is she doing? I just don't want to confuse new listeners. I also don't want to confuse people who have been listening from the start. But I did want you to know that I may be changing the name of the podcast. I'm going to likely change it. But like I said, Lagoon in the Hills is still going to be the main foundation of this podcast. And I will always talk about Lagoon in the Hills. Obviously, like I said, I'm still going to go through the whole Hills series. And one day there will be a Laguna Beach season three episode. That's a promise too. But I just want to give you a little bit of a heads up because within the next few weeks, I may change it up a little bit. So yeah, I hope you're cool with that. And like I said, I know a lot of people are like, well, you do more pop culture than the Hills now anyway. And, you know, I probably do. I try and do at least, you know, 15 to 20 minutes of a Hills recap. Sometimes episodes are a little bit slower. But like I said, I keep saying like I said. (laughs) Take a shot for every single time I've said like I said in the past two minutes. You won't make it past this episode, I'm sure. I do want the Hills Laguna to always be the foundation. I'm not changing my Instagram handle. I think Laguna Biatch is always going to be me. So, yeah, I just want to let you guys know. Also, real quick, I almost had someone as a podcast guest. I got a little excited, posted the the, um, DM to the Facebook group, and then somebody sent him the DM, and he was like, how'd you get that? And I was like, oh my God, oh no. Um, Hopefully, he's still going to come on. We talked about it a little bit, and I explained that I try and tell the Facebook group exclusive information, and I will never share another DM again. (laughs) So maybe we may have a guest soon who hasn't been on the podcast before. I do have Colby D lined up to come back. Um, Her and I have become really close over the last few months. So I think it'll be a little bit more of a fun podcast because we're actually friends. So keep questions in mind for her. Um, Shannon Ford might be coming back. Taylor Monaco might be coming on for the first time, surprisingly. But that's just some things we have down the pipeline. Those are just some uh, things we got going on. But I hope you've had an awesome week. Thank you for letting me ramble for the last like four minutes. And now we are going to get into the episode of The Hills, which I always want to tell you where I watch it. I watch it on Amazon Prime. I know it's on Hulu. And apparently on CBS All Access, all seasons of The Hills and Laguna are streaming. I haven't downloaded it because it's on Prime and I have the DVDs for Laguna. I'm sorry if you're international. I want to say that. I'm not sure if CBS All Access is for you guys. 
but maybe you can check it out. I know a lot of people ask where you can stream it. I'm also pretty sure you can stream it off MTV's website. But one more quick thing before we get into the episode, actually. Look out for a potential reunion of two former lovers. (laughs) I hate that word, lover. Two former people who were in love with each other in a high school that went to Laguna Beach. Keep an eye out for that. This episode comes out Tuesday. This could happen on Monday. I hope it doesn't. I hope that what I was told is going to happen. I'm not saying names, but those are the hints. That's like a celebrity blind from me about two Laguna cast members are likely going to reunite. And I fucking hope they post it on Instagram. Also, last week I swore a lot. I'm sorry I swore so much. I think hearing Taylor Swift drop the F-bomb twice really just made me want to say it over and over and over again. But I'm going to try and keep the sailor mouth to a minimum in this episode. All right, so we are going to be talking about the episode of The Hills, season three, episode 15, called With This Ring. Now, we know that lines are drawn in the sand. We know that Heidi and Lauren are completely donezo. They're never going to be friends. They're not cool now. And Lauren just wants to forget her. She wants to forgive Heidi and she wants to forget her. So the episode starts off at the Griddle Cafe and we start with Heidi and Spencer talking about the wedding. This is a very wedding heavy episode for Spidey. Just a heads up with that. But Heidi wants to set a date and Spencer wants to elope to Cabo. She doesn't want that. She's like, I want my wedding in a church. I want a big family thing. I want my dad to walk me down the aisle. And Heidi seems very annoyed. And Spencer says she can do everything and ends with, just tell me what day to be there and I'll wear a suit. And like I've said before, if this scene is fake, then all the awards to Spidey. Because Heidi has some real anger in this scene. She seems very annoyed. And it's funny. I've talked to like Laguna cast members about the Hills and they have some insight But one of them was like, have you ever seen them try and act? They're not acting in this. This is who they are. And I always think of like Heidi was in, what movie was she in? Just go with it, I believe. And she tried to act and it's just bad. So that's why I don't think they're acting because if they were acting, then it would be terrible. But now we're at gym time with Audrina, Lauren and Whitney. And I feel like this is the new holy trinity of the hills because Heidi's out. Heidi's out. There needs to be a group of three girls. So now Whitney's in. Whitney's about to have some storylines. Whitney's about to hang out with Audrina because I feel like they didn't really hang out before. But anyway, she's about to hang out with them. She's about to get more of a storyline. And then I think she's going to become a fan favorite. You know, I can say that Whitney was boring in the earlier seasons, but she quickly becomes like a solid character who I really like. But I love that they're wearing just sweatpants and Lauren has her American Eagle sweatpants rolled up so they look like the American Eagle capris. And I mean, they all look fantastic, but I just kind of looked at that and I'm like, oh my God, American Eagle used to have the best sweatpants on the planet. I lived in American Eagle sweatpants and they did have like sweatpant capris that I used to love. And I'd be like, I look great. And it was like, you don't, but at least you're comfortable. But Lauren invites Whitney to go to Big Wangs. And I thought they were just saying wings really weird, but it is literally called Big W-A-N-G-S, Big Wangs. (laughs) And it's a sports bar that Lauren loves. And Whitney ends up inviting their super hot trainer. So as they're walking out, Lauren starts going, Whitney and Jarrett. And let me tell you, the way they say Jarrett, J-A-R-E-T-T, first I thought they said Derek. 
Then I thought they said Jared. And then I finally heard Jarrett after his name like popped up on the screen. But it's very difficult to figure out this guy's name until about the end of the episode. Whitney ends up saying, honestly, I have no expectations whatsoever in guys. When I'm ready for someone, it'll happen. And Audrina is like, chill, it's just a date. Like, we're just hanging out with them. Audrina's like, you know nothing about boy problems, Whitney. You are not dating Justin Bobby. But they all agree to get ready together, and Lauren's really excited about this. She ends up kind of teasing Whitney for being excited, and she's like, we need to get Whitney back in the game. But it's a cute scene. They're getting their smoothies after their workout. Whitney's excited. Whitney's a part of the the new Holy Trinity of the Hills. And Whitney's about to have a lot more storylines. And we love that for Whitney. But next we have Spencer and Heidi checking out churches. And I believe this is actually the church they end up getting married in in like season five or whatever. But they walk in and they don't burst into flames, which is really surprising. <laughs> Instead, Spencer starts to sing... Here comes the bride. But Heidi really loves this church. And it's funny because Heidi's really religious now. She has her Pratt Prayers Instagram and says like prayers on Snapchat. Or she used to. I got rid of Snapchat. But I guess she's always been religious. I just never really picked up on it until, re- until you know, inst- um, social media. It's following her on Instagram and stuff. But like getting married in a church is really, really important to her. And Martha, the pastor, starts asking about what they think about it and what they'd like to do. She ends up saying they require premarital counseling. They have a wedding planner that has a bunch of books and you can sit with them and kind of plan your wedding with a wedding planner. Yeah, that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. But they also have to book six months in advance. And obviously, I've never planned a wedding. I'm very single. But I feel like that's short notice. I feel like whenever I've been invited to a wedding, it's been like nine months before the wedding or even a year before the wedding. But Spencer just seems very awkward about the whole thing. He's not as into it as Heidi. And he sits down and he's like, yeah, it's great. Like, he doesn't really have any opinions on anything. And Heidi is just like pulling teeth. She's like, what do you think about it? Are you excited? He's like... It's perfect, sweetheart. Now we are at Audrina and Lauren's apartment, and the girls are getting ready to go to Big Wang's, and Whitney's excited to see Jarrett. It's not Jared, it's not Derek, it's Jarrett. But Whitney is planning on wearing a pink, silky, like, baby doll dress, moccasins, and tights. And I think shorts. I think she ends up adding shorts. But, I mean, what did we do to deserve early 2000s fashion? And it's, it's just, it's quite the outfit, and Lauren's like... Oh, she's getting really dressed up for this. But Lauren's going through her makeup bag. And Lauren says, she wears no makeup. And she's talking to Audrina at this time. And Audrina's like, well, she doesn't have to wear makeup. And are you going through her things? And Lauren's like, no, I'm just looking. And then she goes, oh, to be naturally pretty. And I'm kind of like, Lauren, you're naturally pretty. Pretty much everybody on this show is naturally pretty. (laughs) But Whitney comes back and does a twirl and Lauren's like hyping her up. She's like, you look great. And I mean, I don't know if I love the outfit, but I think Whitney's pretty. So I think Whitney looks great no matter what, really. But she's like, I want to look good, but she wants to look good for Jarrett. She wants to look good for this little hot personal trainer. And honestly, he's smoking hot, which I'll get into later. But the girls are leaving and they just keep going like, Big wangs, you excited for big wangs? And it just, it's a cute little scene of the girls getting ready, the new Holy Trinity. And yeah, that's what I'm going to call those three from now on when they have a scene together. So remember that. (laughs) The next scene, the girls are walking into big wangs and they're being carded. Then they walk in and they all cheers to Whitney being there. And like, 
it honestly looks like a really cool bar. It looks really low-key. It looks somewhere where I'd actually go. There's no chance I would ever go to, like, Ledu or Area Nightclub or anything like that. But Big Wang's looks like a pretty cool place. But they're drinking, like, out of a pitcher of beer, and it's just a real low-key place. But Hot Jarrett shows up, and he immediately asks Whitney if he wants to, if she wants to join him for some pool. She, he, like, says hi to everybody, then walks over and kisses Whitney on the cheek. He's like, let's go play pool. Come with me. And I think he has a Chicago accent. It's either Chicago or Jersey. And I know that my listeners from both Chicago and Jersey are going to be upset that I even said those two accents are similar. So I'm very sorry if you're from those areas. I'm going to say it's more Jersey than Chicago. <laughs> so again, I apologize if that offends you. Just let me know. If you rewatch this, just let me know what you think Jarrett's um, accent is. But Jarrett and Whitney get up and they go over to play some pool and Audrina and Lauren are like obsessed. It's cute. They're so excited. They watch Jarrett and Whitney walk away and Audrina just goes, they're so cute together. And I love that. These friends are just excited to see their friends potentially get laid. Isn't that all you want? Isn't that all you want in a friend is like you're hanging out with a cute guy and your friend's looking at you, giving you the thumbs up, being like, get it, girl. It's it's an exciting time. But Whitney and Jarrett go play pool and they're flirting. And Whitney looks over at Lauren and Lauren like gives her two thumbs up. She's like I said, Lauren's really into this. Lauren's really excited about this potential fling. And I also have to say, like I said earlier, Jarrett is hot. Jarrett's like super fucking hot. He reminds me of like Jesse Metcalf a little bit, but like bigger and broader and like just can haunt. And honestly, I'm mad that we didn't get to see more of him. I don't think Jarrett comes back after this episode. And that is just rude for producers to introduce us to this man and then take him away from us. But I kind of wonder because I know in season one when Audrina was going on all those awful dates, it was just because production was like, we need something on for Audrina. You know, she's not letting us film her dating life. So let's put her on these cheesy dates. And I kind of wonder if that's what Jarrett was because Whitney, again, is starting to become a bigger part of the show. And they're like, we need her to start dating a little bit. We need her to start, you know, going out and doing stuff. So I wonder if Jarrett, although he was a personal trainer, I wonder if he was also kind of a plant. But he ends up asking Whitney what she's doing this weekend. And they agree to meet at 10 a.m. at Runyon Canyon. Because who doesn't love going on a date with a guy you just met and getting super sweaty on a morning hike? But he's like, we can have a one-on-one lesson. And like I said, that sounds very sweaty and very sexual. And I'm very excited for Whitney. So the next morning, we are at Runyon Canyon. And I'm not from LA. I've never been to LA. But I know a lot of celebrities go there and paparazzi just like hang out there. So Runyon Canyon's like a weird hot spot for hiking. (laughs) Maybe it's not weird. Maybe there's not a lot of hiking in Los Angeles. I guess I'm just talking out of my ass right now. But I know that's where a lot of celebrities go to be spotted. That's what I know about Runyon Canyon. Anyway, the two of them make it to the top and they do jumping jacks. And then he starts telling Whitney to do some air punches. And he's like, I don't want to mess with you. You know how to throw a punch. And he keeps like touching her arm and touching her side. And he's like, "Okay, take a break, take a seat. So they sit down, they take in the view. And Jared's like, you want to grab drinks tonight? And Whitney's like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And he goes, it's a date. And Whitney's so happy. She's so smiling because Jared is a dreamboat and we love this for her. And for the record, I totally forgot about this love connection. And now I'm furious that it didn't work out because I think these two could have been a power couple for the hills. I mean, they don't really have a lot of chemistry on their date, which I'll talk about, but they could have they could have really made it. (laughs) Could have been great entertainment to watch them try and have 
deep intellectual conversations. So now we are back at the Spidey apartment and they're doing some wedding planning. And again, at this point, it is a little frustrating as a viewer, I think, because it's like, well, these two don't have any connection to Lauren right now, so why are they so heavily in the show? But then you're also like, well, Heidi's still one of the main girls, so we need to know what she's doing. We need to know what's going on in her life. But you hear her saying, I'm definitely wearing a crown. And Heidi's going off about all the wedding stuff that she wants. And you can see Spencer, like, slowly disassociating with her. And Spencer makes fun of her for having bride magazines. He's like, bride magazines? Where do you even buy bride magazines? And she counts out four different bridal magazines that she has. And he's like, what do you even figure out in there? And she goes, whatever I want. And Spencer quickly goes, I never thought I wanted to get married. This is just crazy. Heidi just kind of like brushes that under the rug. She basically brushes everything he says under the rug about the wedding stuff because he doesn't want to like have a big wedding. He keeps saying that he wants to elope. So Heidi just kind of like ignores it and then says, we can get China with our names on them and Spencer gives the most heinous smile I've ever seen Spencer's smile after she says that is just like pure torture I don't even know what he's feeling but again if you rewatch with while I like recap highly recommend this scene just like being prepared for the smile that Spencer gives now we are in the fashion closet at the Teen Vogue office and Whitney tells Lauren about the first date plans. And Lauren's like, he hearts you. But Lauren says that first dates are exciting. And Whitney's like, first dates are exciting, but also really uncomfortable. Like, it's just a quick Team Vogue scene to set up that Lauren told, I mean, Whitney told Lauren about the first date plans. And I agree with Whitney. I hate first dates. I haven't been on a first date since January. So like eight months, I think. But again, I'm going to blame the pandemic on that one because I did say this year I wanted to put myself out there more. And then the pandemic was like, nah, you're going to stay inside this year. (laughs) But now we are at the date. We are at the date with Hot Jarrett and Whitney. And as they get there, Jarrett pulls the chair out for her and they cheers. They cheers a few times during the scene. But he tells her she looks beautiful and they have a cute little conversation about dancing. He's like, you don't like Hollywood. You don't go out in Hollywood. She's like, no, not really. I don't love coming out to Hollywood, but I do love dancing. And then he goes, ooh, are we going to dance? And she goes, in a few hours, maybe in a few hours, ask me again. So she needs some more drinks. She needs more drinks in her system if she's going to do some dancing. But Whitney's just all flustered, and it's really cute because, again, she's starting to build that new storyline. And this storyline isn't just about the Teen Vogue party. She's building a storyline more about her personal life. But he asks her what her sign is, and she says she's a Pisces, and then he admits to having no idea what signs mean. He's like, I don't know, it just sounds like something people ask, and she's kind of like, I don't pay attention to astrology at all, so whatever. Then Whitney starts to get a little bit deeper, and she asks what his goal is, and he's like, I take the training thing seriously. I just got put on with this girl group who's going on tour. I have to get them in tip-top shape. So he really loves physical fitness, and that's awesome for him. I wish I loved physical fitness. But then he says to Whitney, he's like, you know, you understand the hustle with fashion and all of that. And then Whitney quickly says, I'm busy. I really don't date much. She's like, it really is my career. That's top priority for me. And Jared admits that he just got out of a relationship, and he just wants to have fun. But we also find out that Whitney just got out of a relationship. So Whitney's like, yeah, I just got out of a relationship in May. And I'm like, where was that storyline? Why didn't we know about that? But again, at this part, Whitney wasn't really a part of the Holy Trinity. She was just Lauren's work wife. So now that she is more in the show, we're going to find out more about that. Not more about her past relationship that ended in May, 
but more about her personal life, which is cool. I know at the start of The Hills, I kind of like, I'm like, Whitney's like a lamp. She's kind of boring, all this stuff. But then I forgot how much I actually like her as seasons go on, as she actually has a storyline and she doesn't just ask Lauren how her weekend was. So with that, I apologize for saying Whitney's boring. She's not boring. I actually really like Whitney. Guess where we're at now? We are back at the Spidey apartment because again, they don't leave the house. They don't like see anybody. It's just them in their apartment talking about wedding plans. But Heidi walks in and Spencer's like, how was work? Long, tiring. And he goes, you can sleep in the car. And then he tells her that they're going to Vegas to get married. And I'm going to play the audio clip because it's just like Spencer doesn't understand that Heidi wants to have a real wedding. She doesn't want to drive to Vegas and get married. Spence. Do you already pay for this? Positive. I really hope you're kidding with this. Why would I be kidding? Because I told you I don't want to elope. Like, I mean, you, we already went to the church. We already talked to the minister. Lots of people get married on their own without family and friends there. It's just distractions, and it's not about them. It's about us getting married. But it's about me, too, and I want them there. Like, my dad walking me down the aisle, like, that means a lot to me. I don't understand how you don't realize that by now. I've been telling you how much this means to me. I just don't get how you don't care how I feel about this. It's not about not caring. Like, I mean, you're making it all this other thing. No, I'm not. I just want our family and friends to be there. Like, is that so much to ask for? I'm sick of these surprises. I'm sick of coming home being like, what's going to be there? What's going on? This isn't like Spencer's relationship and you decide what we do. We're not supposed to be fighting about our wedding. This is supposed to be something fun We're not fun fighting about our easy. wedding. We're fighting about wedding planning, which is such a hassle. I mean, if I'm too much of a hassle for you, then I'm sorry. Like, I don't know. Maybe we should just... And I don't know. I'm probably thinking too much into it. And I understand not everything in the hills was real. But I'm kind of like, this is just another manipulation thing of him just wanting her to isolate from friends and family because I'm sure Darlene would not be happy if they eloped. But they end up do they end up eloping. And I want I forget Darlene's reaction or if they even talk about it. So that'll be an exciting episode to go through. But at the end of that clip, Heidi takes off her ring and walks away into the bedroom. And then Spencer gets up, takes his bag that he was planning to bring to Vegas and leaves. The next morning, we're at Bolt House and we see Kimberly, a.k.a. New Elodie, in to visit Heidi in her office. And also, I don't know if anyone watches One Tree Hill, but I thought she looked really familiar. So I looked up. I think it's season five where there's that rumor that Nate cheated on Haley with like the girl trying to sell paparazzi pictures or something. Maybe it was in season like six or seven, but I thought it was actually that girl, that actress, but it's not. Um, But if you don't watch One Tree Hill, you don't know what I'm talking about. But Heidi tells her about the fight with Spencer and explains that he wants to elope and she dropped that he left. She's like, he ended up leaving after our fight. I don't know where he is. I haven't heard from him. And Kimberly's like, I could see leaving to blow off steam, but to be like that upset and not come back, that's pretty messed up. Then Heidi's like, if we can't figure out how to fight, how can we figure out our lives together? I love when Heidi tries to get like deep, like deep philosophical Heidi is definitely my favorite version of Heidi. All right. So we know that they're on the outs. We know that it's weird between Spidey right now. Maybe we feel like they're going to break up. We're halfway through the episode, so we're still not 100% sure what happens. So we end up leaving that situation. We're like, okay, producers like, we're going to leave them on a little bit of a cliffhanger. Let's go get lunch with Whitney and Lauren. So 
they're at a place called M Cafe, and Whitney is talking about her date with Hot Jarrett. I'm not going to tell you how the date went. I'm going to let Whitney tell you. So I'm going to play an audio clip in three, two, one. I've been dying to tell you. It was actually really, really comfortable. I mean, as far as first dates go, you know, you usually don't know what you're doing. You dress up. You wore a V-neck American Apparel shirt, I think. Like a really tight shirt. Shoes. Oh, yeah. The shoes tell it all. I wasn't into the shoes. Ooh. I got more of a friend vibe from him. Do you think he, like, got friend vibe from you? Like, was it, like, an obvious friend vibe? Or do you think maybe he likes you? He invited me to go out after with him. So, like, I mean, I guess that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. It felt good to get out there, too. Wait, how'd you end it? Did you kiss him? No kissing. I think for the most part, a guy can tell if you want to kiss him. I don't have a rule. You know, if I'm feeling it, I'm not opposed to it. But what happens if a guy goes in for it and that's your rule? You, you gotta decide. Happen? Oh, awkward. That's so not awkward. Not really. You can make it, like, not awkward. Knowing me, I would make it awkward. And also, as I'm watching this, you guys know I love the Lauren and Lowe friendship, but I think I like Whitney and Lauren's friendship the best out of the whole series. And that's a big statement coming from me. But we end the episode with the sp- at the Spidey apartment, of course, and Heidi is unloading her groceries. Spencer ends up coming in. Heidi asks where he slept last night, and he said his parents. He goes, I found these there, and, like, hands her a bouquet of roses, And Spencer basically apologizes for being a dick. He's like, no more surprises. I want you to be happy. I want you to have a great wedding. But Heidi's still upset. She's kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, whatever, you're not gonna change. But he takes her ring out of his pocket. I think it's in his pocket. I don't know. He just all of a sudden has it in his hand. But he asks her to wear it again. She puts it back on. They hug and all is well in the land of Spidey. And that is the episode. That's it. Still no Brody. Still no Justin Bobby. Very little Audrina. This was a very heavy, and I feel like the past few episodes have just been like Whitney, Lauren, and Spidey. It's been very heavy, those four. We still don't know where Brody is. I mean, last we saw, he was cuddling on the couch with Lauren. Now we don't know anything about him. (laughs) But that, that's the episode. And I feel like now that we've gotten the fight out of the way, the episodes are only going to be better because there isn't that awkwardness and it isn't Heidi just being like, well, I don't know if Lauren's mad at me. Now Heidi's like, I know Lauren's mad at me, so I'm just going to talk about my wedding with my fiance. That's it. That's all we want to talk about. Now, I don't know if you guys have heard, but apparently Spidey is going to start doing recaps of Laguna Beach in the Hills. And I found out last week that they were doing that. And this was one of those moments where I really had to take a step back. I had to take a step back and be like, is this my ego that's hurt or should I be really hurt? You know, because I've built this brand around Laguna Beach in the Hills. As I've said before, I think it's a really cool community we've created and all this stuff. But Spencer and Heidi already have that built-in fan base. Spencer and Heidi already have people who love them. And we've had to really work to get this platform going, to work to get the podcast growing, all this stuff. And I guess that I'm actually kind of hurt by it. I guess I am a little upset. Every Everyone's allowed to do recap podcasts. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm the first person to do this. I, you know, this is not an original idea. There are plenty of recap podcasts out there. But this one did sting a little bit. Um, I don't understand why they're doing Laguna when they weren't on it. And I feel like it's just a way for them to continue to bash Lauren and be like, look at her trying to steal Kristen's boyfriend and all this stuff. When at the end of the day, people still like Lauren. 
If people have liked Lauren since 2004, I'm pretty sure Spencer and Heidi talking about how they hate Lauren is not going to make anyone change their mind on her. But yeah, I will say that I was kind of hurt by it. I was feeling pretty defeated because again, they already have this huge, huge, huge fan base and I'm really proud at what I've been able to build. I'm really proud that cast members have reached out to me that I've done a lot of lives. I love, how the, like I always say, I love the community we've created. I feel like I start, I want to start doing on the Facebook page like a Friday feel good post and I just, I want us all to support each other and I want you to know I'm also not saying like if you listen to the Spidey recap, whatever, I'm going to be mad at you. No, I'm going to listen to it to see what they say, but I don't know. It kind of does rub me the wrong way because of how much work I've put into this because there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes of Laguna Beach that I don't talk about. There's a lot of things that go into, a, you know, even a 40-minute podcast. There are a lot of things I have to do to get it going. But yeah, I, I did take some time and I was feeling very defeated. I was feeling like a, an idea was stolen from me. I really felt that way. And I guess we just have to see what they say. I guess I just have to listen. But I almost felt like last episode, their last podcast episode was called like Laguna Beach Folklore, Kanye and Aliens. And I'm like, wow, that's like two of the three things. I mean, three of the four things I talked about last week. So, yeah, I am a little bit rubbed the wrong way. People are allowed to do it, though, and I just have to accept that. But yeah, my feelings are hurt. Somebody did ask me how I felt about it, and I want to talk about it on the podcast. And again, it's one of those things because... Back when the E! News Rat first started, and a few people don't know about the E! News Rat because I talked about it this week. I put it on my story. So when I, my page started to get a little bit bigger, I'm not going to say what it's like blowing up or anything, E! News started to post more about Laguna. And then I started posting things in my story, and then E! News started kind of reposting those same things. I don't know. I don't know what it's... I don't know. I th- it's, it became more of a joke than anything. Do I think E! News... Is, someone from E! News watches my stories and sometimes takes things and writes about them? Yeah. I, I'm not gonna... I think so, maybe. But then that's how E! News Rat was created. But I remember when it first started, someone was like, well, you're not an actual news outlet. Why would you even say that? You actually think they give a fuck about you? And I'm kind of like, ooh, like, yeah... That's an ego thing, right? Like, maybe I did let my ego get the best of me, but I don't think this time I am. I think I have a right to be upset about this. And we just have to see how they say things. And I will be listening because if they, you know, if I hear like one of the quotes that I've said in their podcast, I'm going to be very upset. It's funny. Somebody asked me, they were like, Kristen and Brody, they're both single. Do I think they'll rekindle? Brody still dates 20-year-olds. Brody's not ready to be a stepfather to three kids. No, they're never going to... I don't think that's in the cards for them. I think Brody has a lot of growing up to do before he could even, like, stand next to Kristen again. Another question I got, does Kristen regret firing Shannon and showing she doesn't get reality TV? I don't really, I don't think so. I think that Kristen made that decision. I think Kristen probably wishes she went a different direction to begin with with Very Cavallari because Jay was such a star of the show. I think the final season, season three of Very Cavallari was her best season. I loved the addition of Justin and Scooter. I feel like Kristen finally figured out how to show like just enough of work to where we know what's going on but it's not too work heavy if that makes sense but I don't think she regrets firing Shannon or anything like that I think Shannon's doing great Kristen's about to release her second cookbook Kristen's fine like I don't think so I don't think there's any regret there I was asked if I think Kim and Kanye are still together I think they probably are I'm not 100% sure I do think that 
So this is kind of where I'm at with the Kardashians. You guys know, as I'm always going to say, disclaimer, I'm not a huge fan of them. But I don't envy their position with Kanye being so upset on Twitter and kind of going through what he's going through. But someone was like, TMZ is so disgusting for posting pictures of Kim Kardashian crying. I'm sorry. I think Kris Jenner has TMZ on speed dial. And if the Car- if the Kardashians don't want TMZ to post something, guess what? TMZ's not going to post it. So when I saw those pictures, I was kind of like, ooh, that's kind of gross that you're willing to put that out there. But that's just my take on it. Um, it seems like Kanye has quieted down a lot. I've been told that there has been a divorce in the works, but right now they're not going to do it, especially because of everything Kanye's going through. That's from a source that I kind of believe. Um, I think that they are a good source. And I'm surprised the divorce hasn't happened sooner, but maybe because of the pandemic, maybe because of all this. And now I don't think they'll be divorced for a while. One thing I do think is really crazy is Ellen DeGeneres is getting like the wrath of everybody. You know, I, I did a podcast how long ago? I feel like probably two or three months ago where I went through and I was like, Ellen is not a nice person. Ellen does not treat her staff well. So the their staff, their workplace started to get investigated. And Ellen put out kind of an apology where she blamed everybody but her. And Brad, he was the brother in Everybody Loves Raymond. I forget his last name. Brad, you know who I'm talking about. The big guy. He's very funny. I think he's funny. But he was like, Ellen, shame on you. I know many people who have had bad experiences with you. It comes from the top. And I agree. I agree. If, you know, leadership comes from the top and if something's going wrong, if there's toxicity in the workplace, leadership has to be held accountable for that. But someone said James Corden may be taking Ellen's position maybe taking her daytime show. And I've heard James Corden is just as terrible as Ellen. So we'll see how that goes. I would love to see someone like Aisha Tyler or Wanda Sykes or really just, I would like to see somebody different host the show. I love Aisha Tyler. I do. I really think she's funny. I think she's very like pleasant too. And I love her speaking voice. Wanda Sykes has always cracked me up. So I would love to see her on the show. But I think putting like James Corden in that position is not great. But I could see why they would do it. But yeah, I've heard he's just as bad as Ellen. And it is kind of crazy. You know, it makes you wonder because Ellen's really close with like Jennifer Aniston and Chelsea Handler and these other celebrities. And they're like, are you as terrible as Ellen allegedly is? Kind of makes you wonder. Beyonce dropped Black is King on Disney Plus. I'm halfway through it. Haven't finished it yet. Um, Some of the songs I'm not super into, but the whole thing is so visually pleasing that I don't even care. Like, if I don't like a song, I'm not going to, like, fast forward through it. I just, I really, really love the visuals of it. I think it's incredible. And I'm excited to see what else Beyonce comes up with with Disney+, Plus because I know she just signed a big deal with them. Let's see. Let's see how it goes. Because, like I said, halfway through, really love it. I, uh, Kelly Rowland makes an appearance. I haven't seen Michelle Williams, but I loved Kelly Rowland out of the um, all the three. Actually, there have been a lot more than three Destiny's Child members. But I always love Kelly Rowland. I loved her red hair. I thought she was the shit. I still think she's the shit. I think she's beautiful. Very underrated voice. And when I saw her, I was like, oh, shit, there's Kelly. (laughs) I definitely recommend it. Another show that just came out that I love, Last Chance You on Netflix. That just came out. And I've talked about this before. I love sports stories. I think sports stories really show the heart of people. I've been watching the Michael Jordan documentary, too. And I've played basketball growing up and everything, but I I don't, maybe I am athletic. I'm not in shape, but I can like 
throw a football and catch a baseball. But yeah, I love sports stories. I think it really shows like the raw emotion of people. Next week, I am going to talk about NSYNC vs. Backstreet Boys. I've wanted to talk about it on the podcast for a long, long time. And I'm going to like type up something and I'm going to make it good. Also, I've been thinking about what I'm going to recap after Laguna in the Hills. And I decided it's going to be the OC. I think it makes sense. Um, Laguna be started because of how big the OC was. So it only makes sense to go back to the beginning. Uh, go back to California. Here we come. I'm going to sob over Brian, uh, Ben, I was at Brian McKenzie, Ben McKenzie. I loved Ryan Atwood. He was my man. Like the first fictional character where I was like, I think I have feelings for him. (laughs) So I'm going to end talking about something really personal that I don't really talk about with a lot of people, but what better way to do it than on a public platform where anyone can listen? I don't really talk about it because I feel like people either really believe in like spiritual ghosts and people contacting you or they really don't. There's really no in between. And I have lost a lot of people in my life. A lot of people in my life have passed away that I've been really close with. I mean, I've done eulogies at both of my grandma's funerals, my papa's funeral, my cousin's funeral. And whenever I go to like a medium, they're like, wow, there's a lot of people here who want to talk to you. But one thing that happens to me a lot is I have dreams with people who have passed away and they're really vivid dreams. Just last night I had a dream. I didn't want to talk about this today. I didn't know if anyone would care. A few people were like, talk about the paranormal stuff that you told us you're going to talk about. And I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do it. Last night I had a dream and my papa visited me. Um, I was in a church at a wedding, something weird. But as I was walking into the bathroom, he walked out and... One thing, this is the first time it's ever happened to me in a dream where, you know, someone from my past has visited. I heard his voice and I remembered that voice. I heard it so clearly. And I was like, Papa, what are you, what are you doing here? And in my dream, I know these people have passed away. I know that this is, I know that this is a dream. I know this is not real life. His eyes look different in the dream. And I feel like that was kind of my, my telling like, hey, this is not real life. You're dreaming right now. But he said in his papa voice that I knew, Kel- Kelly Welly, he called me Kelly Welly. Kelly Welly, I'm so proud of you. You make me so happy. I still think of you every day. And I woke up out of that dream and I could still hear his voice in my head. My whole body's full of tingles. And to me, I'm like, that means something. That means something to me. It means that someone's trying to contact me. Someone's trying to talk to me. Um, The first time it really, really happened that I can remember, I had an aunt who was um, shot and killed. She was murdered. And I know it's kind of like, I'm sorry. This this gets a little dark and I'm sorry, but she died due to domestic violence. And I went to a domestic violence forum. They brought up a name, um, Kevin Reddington, who is a lawyer on the South Shore of Massachusetts. I don't know if he's still a lawyer, but basically his job is to get the men who commit, allegedly commit, domestic violence crimes off that's all he does and that night I went to sleep and I was in this like dimly lit ballroom and I guess I did hear this voice but I've never heard my aunt Diane speak before all right I never heard her voice before because she passed away before I was born but I was standing there talking to the short brunette and we were kind of talking back and forth and I remember in my dream I felt really uncomfortable and I said, you know, I think I'm going to go. Nice talking to you. And she was like, please say hi to your mom for me. And I looked at her and I said, how do you know my mom? And she goes, I'm your Aunt Diane. And I woke up immediately. I woke up my face down in a pillow, covered in cold sweats. Um, there have been a lot of moments where things like this have happened. 
this is probably one of the crazier stories. Um, my brother, sister-in-law, and niece were visiting Massachusetts, and they were staying at my nano and papa's house. My papa at the time was in a nursing home, but we kept his house. We kept it upkeep, and it just kind of worked out like that. Anyway, I had this dream that I was in their house, and my papa would leave pieces of paper and pens. And in the dream, I was like, Papa, what are you doing? Like, why are you why are you leaving these things around? He goes, because your nano will leave me notes. And then all of a sudden on one of the notes, it said Miss M-I-S-S-U, not spelled U, like Y-O-U, just the letter U. So I kept that in my head. And my brother, I picked him up from their house, my nano and Papa's house, because they were staying there. And my brother was like, you know what I wrote on the mirror in the uh, shower, like in the bathroom today after it was fogged up from the shower? He goes, I just wrote Miss You. And I go, how'd you spell you? He goes, just the letter U. Again, I'm like, that's really weird. Like, I don't know. It's just I get all these dreams and sometimes they're comforting. Sometimes I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? Um, right after my cousin Luke passed away, I I take Saturday morning naps because I wake up so early. So I'll wake up at like 6, bop around, do what I need to do, then usually lay back down like 8.39 and wake up again at like 11. So it was one of the naps and I woke up and I just go, Luke's here. I have to go back to sleep. And I closed my eyes, went back to sleep. Luke was in my dream. Like I just, I knew his presence was there and I knew that I needed to see him and talk to him. And again, it's the whole body goes I numb and I get all these tingly things. And if you don't believe in this, like now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, if somebody doesn't believe that this shit's real, I sound like a real crazy person. Um, but yeah, that's kind of those are kind of the experiences. There are a few more other things that I don't know. I'll probably cry if I talk about. But yeah, I mean, I get really bad nightmares, too. I get like night terrors. So I'll wake up screaming. And usually it's when I sleep on my back because on your back, you're most susceptible to things. So being like face face forward, whenever I have a nightmare, I wake up and I know I'm on my back. And there's no question about it. I'm always like, fuck, I need to turn to my side so I don't have nightmares anymore. But yeah, that's a little paranormal story. I think um, I believe in it. I believe in spirits. I believe in all of that. I think if you have dreams about, you know, family members who've passed away, that's their way of saying hi. That's their way of talking to you. But there have been times I feel like I'm always like I'm in a dream. This is dream. This is not real life. This is a dream. And I'm very good at reminding myself that it's a dream. And I'm very good at waking myself up out of those dreams too. If I if I feel like I'm being like, if it's too much for me, I can wake myself up out of it. I think I've only seen one like real ghost in my life and it was my great aunt. I'm pretty sure I saw her. Nothing will ever change my mind. But I feel like I feel like energies a lot. Again, just like it the, um, the hotel I stayed at, the Bode Hotel that I stayed at for my birthday, that room I stayed in, bad vibes, right? So they had these like dimming lamps. I don't know if I talk about this on the podcast. I only re-listen when I edit. So I'm sorry if this is a story you've heard before. But they had these lights next to the bed that like you dimmed. And I didn't feel well. So I got up at 3 o'clock, 3 a.m. and went to the bathroom, turned the dimming light on. Then all of a sudden it got really bright, really dark, really bright, really dark. And I was like, I'm just going to ignore that, go back to sleep. But I felt like someone was watching me the whole time I was in that room and it was really uncomfortable. <laughs> so a lot of people are like, you really because even after, you know, hanging out with friends, I'll be like, I'm going to go home. And they're like, you can stay here. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go home. I feel really safe in my home. One other thing somebody asked, they were at. So I haven't talked about my mom in a long time with her addiction or anything like that. So if you're a newer listener, 
I grew up, my mom was a really bad alcoholic. I really had to learn how to detach with love. And somebody asked me how they can do that with their sister. Now, I have had cousins with substance abuse issues. My mom has substance abuse issues. And I think you need to realize that taking care of yourself is not a selfish act. Taking care of yourself, self-preservation is really, really important. And you have to just detach with love. You have to be like, listen, I, I understand you're going through something, but I, I am too, and I need to take care of me. So that's just a little something I wanted to say. And I really, really liked Al-Anon. Al-Anon has helped me more than I can even explain. I know a lot of people don't want to do like group therapy or anything like that. And I totally understand. I'm not going to push that on you. But I was the same way. I'm like, I don't want to go into a group of people and talk about my issues. Like, that's fucking stupid. And then I went and I didn't like it the first time. But I was like, you know what? I'll try again. I went again. It was better. Third time, I was like, okay, okay. I'm listening to these women's stories. The the group I went to was all women. And I'm like, I'm listening to these stories. And these are my stories. I may be 40 years younger than them, but they're still my stories. And I can see everything that they're going through. I know right now with COVID, you can't really go to an Al-Anon meeting, but they have online meetings. Do read up on some Al-Anon literature if it helps you. I mean, you can reach out to me. I don't, I don't really, I feel like, I almost feel it's inappropriate for me to say you can reach out to me because everybody's situation's different and what worked for me may not work for you. So I just, I tell you, you know, Al-Anon really saved me. I know Al-Anon has helped a lot of people. But also journaling has helped, writing things down and just understanding that being take and this is for anything in life, taking care of yourself is not selfish. Self-preservation is not selfish. You need to take care of you to be your best self. And there are still moments where I'm not, where I really have to check myself and be like, girl, you need to like actually take care of yourself because no one's going to do it for you. I I feel like I haven't been super personal on the podcast in a little bit and I just told you guys a lot of stuff. <laughs> But thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I feel like there was one more thing I want to talk about. And now I can't remember. And that's annoying for me. Now I know what I wanted to talk about. I am in my feels. And I've talked more about my personal life this episode than I have in like the last five, I feel like. But a lot of people ask me about moving. And one thing that has finally really happened, and I'm really sad about it, is I feel really disconnected to my friends back home. Never wanted to feel this. There are still ones who I don't feel disconnected to. But on Thursday, I called two of them and they, I didn't know anything that was going on in their lives. They didn't know anything going on in my life. And we've both, I've been friends with both of them for over 10 years. And honestly, it finally hit me and I was like, fuck. Like, I, I, I always think I'm the better friend. I always do. And I'm not. I fall short too. But I was like, wow, like, I have no idea what's going on in their life. And I've decided to stop texting people first, like certain people, because I've always been that person to text them first. And it's just like it really bummed me out because these two friends are like some of my closest friends. And it was just kind of like, wow, I know nothing about what's going on in your life. And the only things you know about my life are what you see on Instagram. But yeah, I'd say that's probably one really hard thing I'm going through. And I know it's because I haven't gone home in a long time. Also, I plan on going home at the end of September. I am going to be, I don't go to restaurants right now. I'm wearing my mask all the time. I'm only hanging out with people who I've hung out with already, three or four other friends, and that's all I'm hanging out with. I'm not going to restaurants, not going to bars, and just going to work, wear my mask, do everything like that. So hopefully I can go home at the end of September 
and I can feel comfortable going home and, you know, my friends will be comfortable seeing me when I go home. Because let me tell you, Nashville, people are still flying here and partying and it's really bombing me out. <laughs> I'm starting to get really angry and I don't like being angry. I mean, this this past week and I was supposed to see Loverfest and and my thing is, I'm, I understand why we're not having it, right? Like, I'm not sitting here and I'm not like, oh my God, I can't believe we're not having Loverfest or I can't believe I can't go home. I understand why I can't go home. I understand why Loverfest was canceled, but I'm still not super happy about it. I know there can be worse things going on in my life, 100%, but I am doing my best to, you know, eliminate going to stores unless I have to, eliminate going to restaurants just because I do want to go home. I need to go home. I need to see my family. I really do. I need to see my friends back home because I feel so disconnected from them and it really sucks. Because these are people who have known me forever and I've been really blessed to be able to stay friends with people who I was in high school with and middle school with. And I understand people grow apart, but like this past week, it's really hit me of how far apart I've grown from them, which really sucks. But I'd say that's a really hard part about moving is, you know, a lot happens while you're gone. And you luckily with technology, I, I haven't missed a ton of stuff. But when you're not able to go to your niece's fourth birthday, like you just have to really like kind of suck it up and internalize it. And send her a gift instead of actually being there. But that's all I have for you this week. I got really personal, got really in my feels, not as much pop culture as usual. I'm very sorry, but hopefully we get some cool content with a former Laguna couple. I think we might get a photo or something. Like I said, Colby's going to come on the podcast soon. I'll talk to Shannon. Maybe Shannon will come on again. Taylor Monaco probably will come on. Trying to get some other people and I will never post a DM. (laughs) on Laguna Beach again because that really scared me but yeah if you want to go join the Facebook page please do search the Laguna Beaches on Facebook it's a group it's a private group who blocked me Spencer Audrina and I, that's it for now I'm sure eventually I'll get more blogs <laughs> but I hope you guys have an awesome week thank you so much for listening always thank you so much for supporting I always get such awesome messages And I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. The weather's been crazy here in Nashville. So I hope wherever you're at, the weather's not insane. I know that Florida's getting hit with a hurricane. So if you're in Florida, please be safe. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Please let me know your thoughts about changing the podcast name. I was thinking The Biatch. But I don't know if that sounds like Betch, like Betches too much. And then I was thinking like pop culture biatch, but I'm also or like recap biatch, something like that. I obviously want to keep biatch in the name and maybe I'll just keep it the Laguna Biatch podcast recaps and pop culture. But I was playing around with names just because, you know, the brand is growing a bit more, but I also love input. One thing about me, I am a people pleaser. So like I said, like if I get a bad review, it sends me into the worst spiral, but I'm getting better. I definitely don't have thick skin, but I'm trying. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Next week, I'll do more pop culture. Like I said, I want to do Backstreet Boys vs. Sync. And yeah, I hope you guys have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for taking time, hanging out, letting, talking to me, DMing me, bopping or flopping with me. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye.